Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In with your hosts, Megan Myers and Steffi Predmore. This week, we're chatting about the past year of life with COVID. Stay tuned. Hello, hello. Hello, Steffi. What's up, Megan? Oh, well, you know, it's been a year. <laughs> it's like literally it's been a year. It's yes. been a year in quarantine. We thought it was going to be a two-week quarantine. <laughs> I was just thinking about how I, when we moved here, like first of all, we probably would not have moved here if if all of this hadn't happened. It's very bizarre to think about, yes. And secondly, when we moved here, we were like, during spring break, we'll go back to Austin to visit. (laughs) (laughs) What a funny, funny thought you had. How silly we were. silly. Yeah. Um, I was also thinking, well, to be fair, I never never actually believed it was going to be like a two-week quarantine. People were like, Mm -hmm. it's only going to be two weeks. I was like, um, I'm sorry. It's been like eight weeks in Italy. Why would you think we could get away with two weeks for like 300 times the size of Italy? Um, But I didn't think it was going to be a year plus. Right. I mean, maybe it could have been two weeks if everyone just sat their asses down. If everyone had just sat their asses down and followed the fucking rules. And not done anything, like maybe maybe it would have worked. (laughs) If the country had shut down for two weeks, maybe we would have been okay. Maybe, but... There's no way to ever know because no one will ever stop doing the things they want to do. You know, my freedoms... So many freedoms. So many freedoms that we feel are being infringed upon. It's great. So, but yeah, I was like thinking about how this time last year we're like, oh, it's just going to be a couple weeks, maybe a month. Yeah. It's been 12, 12 months. Um, and we thought we would talk about that and have a little bit of just like a quick reflection, talk about how we're doing so how are we doing (laughs) we are not okay (laughs) we're not okay although what i will say is that i am more okay than i would have been if you had not moved here oh i'm serious because you because you guys moved here um what was that end of september yep and so you've been here most of the fall and all winter and the winter's been really rough. Um, like, not being able to go outside has been really, really rough. And the fact that we have another house that we can go to, because we, you know, quarantine together. The fact that we have another house we can go to and people that we can see who do not live with us has been fantastic <laughs> like honestly godsend yes like not i think if I, we had not been able to see like anybody oh. at all like it's hard enough as it is but like to not have someone <laughs> yes that you could just be like oh there's there's a world outside of my house and my family yeah. um 
And I know a lot of people are like, oh, but your pod, your pod's not really safe because this person, you you don't only do this and you blah, blah, blah. Like, it, it's, it, we're as safe as we possibly can. We work from home. Yes. Alex barely <laughs> works outside of the home right, right. now because he takes a, care of the baby. And they've been much better at the restaurant about mm-hmm. masking and, like, all of those things. And... Uh, you know, the people that we see, the very few people that we see very rarely handle things the way that we do. And we feel like safe about that and good about that. And also, I think the thing that the thing that I'll say to that is there there are also times when you have to take your mental health into account. Mm-hmm. And you have to say, OK, is this a calculated risk that I'm willing to take? to keep my mental health in check because if your mental health is just like completely crumbling that's not good either right so you have to find I think you have to find a balance and I I don't know if we found it over the last year but I, I feel like at least I feel like the the importance of that balance has maybe been hammered home a little bit more for me over the last year. Yeah, I I also definitely feel better being here in Illinois than I do in Texas. Oh, you um, mean the place where they said that you can just stop wearing masks and everything yeah. can just open up like normal today? Oh, I don't I yeah, just can't it, imagine um, why Illinois would feel better to you, Megan. I mean, aside from before that even dropped, <laughs> like <laughs> I was thinking about like how uh, it has been different. Where here, people just they just wear the mask, like it's not right. it's not a thing. They just do it, and yeah. um, like at the grocery store, you can't use your own bags because they're like not allowed to touch your bags, and there's right. all these things. And in Texas, it was such a big deal to people. Like they just. I, our old neighborhood group, there half the people in that group were just like, "I'm not gonna wear a mask. I'm gonna do whatever I want." Blah, blah, blah. Like I couldn't, I couldn't understand it at all. Right. I still don't understand it. I posted the other day on Instagram about how I know everyone is getting their shots and it's you know slowly rolling out. A lot of people have it now, but still like hundreds of people don't. Right. Um. Even knowing that a lot of people have their shot now, I am not ready to see crowded restaurants at all. I think like even when we reach the point where hopefully like as many people are vaccinated as possible, I think it's going to take many of us a very long time to like bounce back from this state where like seeing a lot of people together sends you into a panic or like being with uh-huh. a lot of people sends you into a, a panic like I <laughs> I'm just thinking about like going to big weddings or going to like big work events or any of that kind of stuff and I'm like oh like the very idea of it makes me like hyperventilate a little bit yeah in um November when my grandfather died, we were in Madison for the funeral and we, my dad 
and my son and I, we did go to a restaurant to dinner and the tables were spaced and everything and they were following the rules that they had in place for Madison. But I was like internally freaking out. Yeah. Like being in a restaurant and seeing other people in a restaurant. I was like, I don't, what is happening? Yeah, we, um, my, two of my best friends, they just finished getting fully vaccinated and they came down and saw us this weekend and it was uh, my friend Aaron's, um, who's been our guest on a guest on here twice. It was Aaron's second time seeing the baby, but first time since she was like two weeks old. And it was her husband's first time meeting Eden. Um, and we walked up town to um, grab some lunch and get some coffee. And the place that we like walked and in, went into for lunch, all of the outdoor tables were full. And it was a really nice day outside. All the outdoor tables were full. So we like sat inside and it, it was the first time Eden has sat inside a restaurant since she was like three weeks old. So basically since she's been at like aware that she was a human being Mm-hmm. And she was just like looking around, like, "What is going on?" <laughs> there was another family with like two younger kids, and she was like, oh, "Look at those kids! Oh my gosh!" <laughs> and it was very bizarre because I was just like, "I don't know." I'm like wiping the table down like crazy. I'm like sanitizing everything. It's sanitizing me, sanitizing her, sanitizing the air. <laughs> She's just like looking around, like. Oh, this is so strange. Look at these people. <laughs> Such a weird experience. I mean, same, Eden. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, girlfriend, I feel it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there weren't even that many, like, if there weren't very many people, it wasn't crowded at all. Um, I really, like, once I sort, once the, like, shock kind of wore off, I was like, okay, this is, this is fine. Um, don't touch too many things, but it's okay. But, yeah, she was very, like, what is happening? And I just, I, like, have to think again about all of these, like, 2020 babies that have not experienced anything. Like... Yeah, it's she very surreal. It's very like, weird. she hasn't had play dates, really. She no. hasn't... We finally, like, made a date to have a play date next weekend um, with our fr- with our friends. And they've, like, she's, she and that, she, she and this other baby have met, but when they were really little and we could, like, be outside. But they really haven't played together. So her sister is really the only other, like, little kid that she's ever been around, like, close to her age. Mm-hmm. And the rest, she's just, like not they're all older yeah it's been very weird like she just she hasn't been around a lot of kids her age which i think because she isn't walking yet she's almost 13 months old she's not walking yet and i think that has a lot to do with it just she hasn't seen a lot of other kids to like see them walking and be like i want to keep up with them and all of that um and so yeah i don't know it's it's just very strange To, to think of like all of the things that would have been very normal for us to do with her in any other year that we just have not done. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely weird. Like, we... Like I said, I I don't think that we would have 
moved because it, there wouldn't have been... I guess there wouldn't have been, like, an impetus to, in, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then, like, now that we're here, we haven't been able to... We've been here for six months, and we've barely been anywhere because we can't right. go anywhere. I have, this, I have this huge list of people I want to introduce you to, and I, like, haven't been able to introduce you to hardly anybody because we just can't... We can't, can't get together. It. So yeah. I know we I think at one point you said something about like, okay, when the weather warms up, we're gonna throw a big like barbecue or whatever and Steffi, you'll just invite all the people. <laughs> yeah. But come to my house because there's space and come you'll just house, invite there's everyone. Space. Come meet come meet the new people in town. <laughs> Please give my kids some friends. Right, I know. I'm like, oh, I mean, not like they would have been able to go hang out with their friends in Texas either. So it's just all weird. It's all weird. Well, I mean, when we were in Texas, Reese was, they were doing like backyard driveway situations oh, yeah. with his friends. He would ride his bike over to their house and they'd, they'd hang out outside. Um, so that was okay-ish. But I was, I mean, I don't send them to school, so... It's just, uh, yeah, it's very strange. I think the interesting thing, I know a lot of people, like for the school thing especially, a lot of people are like, oh, I've, I've been sending my kids to school the whole time and it's been fine. No one's gotten sick, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, so first of all, I don't think a lot of, I think a lot of people have gone undiagnosed. I do think that's probably true. Um, Especially, you know, when it comes to teachers who basically, like, have to go to work. Um, And then also kids, generally, people send their kids to school when they're sick anyway. All the time. Uh, All the time. And then, but the thing is, going going to schools or going constantly out to restaurants or bars or whatever, traveling places, you don't know. So my thing is, it's like, yes, maybe I'm being a crazy person for staying home and not going anywhere. But also, if I did go somewhere and someone in my family got sick or someone else that was around me got sick because of my actions, right? that's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Like, half a million people have died. It is not worth it. (laughs) So many people. Yeah, it's it's scary. And I think for me, like, I desperately, desperately want to see my grandmother. So badly want to see my grandmother. And, like, especially with my mom not being here. Like, Mm -hmm. just, I I want so much for my grandmother to, like, know Eden and her for Eden to know her and we haven't been able to see her for over a year and because I'm so terrified of getting her sick and like that for me it's it's almost less about us getting sick I mean I don't want us to get sick either don't get me wrong but for me that the fear of getting someone else sick is Mm -hmm. like even worth even stronger um like that to me is like the most terrifying thing. So, I mean, luckily my grandmother 
I think she just got her second dose a couple weeks ago. Um, so we'll probably try to see her pretty soon, but, um, yeah, I just, that fear of getting someone else that you love sick without realizing it is like, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Have, have enough anxiety without all of this. I mean. I know. Well, that, you know, I thought, and I had this thought months and months ago. Um, when the weather was like warming up, cause you know, when everything hit, it was like a little cold here. And then we got to like April, May, the weather started to warm up. And so we'd only been doing this for one or two months at that point. And even then I was like going for a walk outside and I'd like pass someone on the sidewalk and I'd be like, shit, what do I do? And mm-hmm. was thinking about the fact that, like, oh, man, my social anxiety is just going to be way worse, like, once all <laughs> of this is over. And a year later, that is absolutely true. My social anxiety is just so terrible, like, way worse than it was before, because I don't know, like, so often, like, I don't know how to handle this, like, uh, can I just go back in my house? Never mind. I don't want to leave my house after all. It is safe in here. It's safe here. Ah, yeah. I don't know. It's, and then you know, I think my my big frustration right now is trying to figure out the vaccine rollout. Mm, yes. Whoo! That is tough. It is. It is a. Uh, it's a. I, I know everyone knows that it's a mess, but it is. It is crazy. First of all, the fact that it's different from state to state is driving me insane. Yeah. <laughs> because I we have so many friends spread out across the country. Mm-hmm. And then I'll hear about all of my f- friends getting it in another state. And I'll be like, well, how are you doing that? Because mm-hmm. I have so many other people that I know that I would feel like are further up on the list. And they're not getting it. I mm-hmm. don't get it right and then like even here so we had phase 1a and phase 1b and we were supposed to have gone from phase 1b to phase 1c like last week but then they changed it and instead of 1c it's now expanded 1b which includes some of what was going to be included in 1c but not all of what was going to be included in 1c and i i was like trying to figure it out and i actually i was talking to erin because she works in public health and literally, this is part of her job. The vaccine rollout is part of her job and the data around that. And I was like, help me understand this. And she was like, it's really fucking confusing. And it doesn't help that it's the phases are named the same thing for in each state as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, so phase 1B in, in Illinois is totally different than like phase 1B in Wisconsin, which is totally different than phase 1B in Minnesota. Yeah. It, it, it makes no sense. It's so confusing. And then when you are eligible, trying to figure out how you figure out, like trying to figure out how to get a on the list, <laughs> like how do you get an appointment? Because I was I was poking around on some of the different like health department websites, because um, you can get because you can't get vaccines at like 
Walgreens and you know different pharmacies and the, but then the health departments have clinics and stuff too and some of the health departments will only give vaccines to people that live in their county uh, some of them don't care some of them actually list like we will update with new clinic dates and times on Monday at 10 a.m. Some of them don't list that anywhere, so you have to like guess when you should like go on their website to try to get an appointment. It is such a clusterfuck. Yeah, I have a lot of friends uh, back in Texas that are basically they've volunteered themselves to help get other people get shots. Yeah, because it's really difficult, especially like because the a lot of the first group is older people who don't necessarily know how to use those kinds of websites right. where you have to sign up on. Right. And then a lot of the other people are, you know, low income and don't have access to those systems at all. Right. And you have to so, have, and you have to have like an email address to sign up for them. So if you don't have an email address, you can't. It's it's, it's a whole mess. It's so terrible and like we're intelligent people i think so i think we're usually pretty intelligent people and we're still struggling to figure it out like we are intelligent we're privileged we have access to all of the things that you feel like you need like there's nothing that 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 should make this difficult for us really and yet we're like what is happening and so i just am like how The good thing is, is that they have said today Mm -hmm. um, that because they have approved this new one, the Johnson & Johnson one, that everyone who wants a shot should be able to get a shot soon. Like, they have enough shots to give everyone one by May, or in May. But, but just because, obviously, like we just said, just because they have them Doesn't does mean. not mean <laughs> giving them out is right. going to happen. But um, right. it makes me hopeful for, yeah. you know, things being, I'm not going to say normal because I think our normal was broken and I would, I would like a new normal. I would like us right. to build from the ground up what normal should look like now. Um, yes. But, you know, my kid's going back to school full time in the fall and maybe thinking about traveling. Right. <laughs> I would like to have a 40th birthday, even though uh, <laughs> it was last year, uh, but I skipped it, basically. We're just, she, she decided to be 39 for an extra year until she I will just keep it going until I can have that. I was going to have such a great, amazing oh, birthday. So we were going to go to Las Vegas, like blow it up, basically. Yes, it's going to be girls only. We were going to stay at a girls only, stay at a penthouse, get room service, do spa treatments. It was going to be amazing. And I am holding myself to that situation. And I will be 39 <laughs> until, <laughs> until it happens. <laughs> it happens. I don't care how long it takes. 
It's fine. I we might be celebrating our fortieth birthdays together. It's fine. It it better not be that long. <laughs> it better not be that long. No. Okay. So let's end, let's end on a on a more positive note here. What are some of the things that have changed this year that we hope will stick around? So obviously we want we want our kids to be able to go back to school. We want our you know school and daycare to be safe we want to be able to go out to restaurants again we want to be able to you know blow it up for your birthday like those are the things that we want to come back what are some things that maybe we've learned ways we've learned to slow down that we think we could benefit from keeping um hmm One thing that is like maybe not about slowing down, but one thing that I would really like uh, is the expanded um, takeout options from restaurants. Yes. Um, a lot of restaurants, they had to pivot so quickly to being able to do takeout. And most of them did a really good job without having to resort to, you know, the predatory delivery services. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I really appreciate that about them. I, I think it's, I think a lot of restaurants, um, you know, it's, it's doing a lot of extra work, you know, when you are having to try to plan for takeout as well as if you have a, a dine-in service, but mm-hmm. it's such a good option for people, especially if they, you have other accessibility issues. Um, There's so many reasons why people don't go to restaurants aside from COVID. Yes. Uh, So I'd like that to keep going. Uh, In keeping with that, I think so many of the curbside pickup options, not just for food, but so Mm -hmm. like a lot of small businesses have implemented like an online shopping experience with a curbside pickup. and I think that that has a really been a really great thing um, for a lot of people. Like if you're a mom with a baby and getting the baby and you out of the car is a pain in the ass. Like pickup is great. If you have accessibility issues, being able to do a curbside pickup is great. Like there are so many. And I know a lot of local businesses that are also doing have been doing just like porch delivery basically um mm-hmm. and you know i think that that's a nice option i don't know if that'll be able to stick around but i think i do think some of those those other options have been really nice and i'd like to see them stay i think another thing that is really good that i know we're kind of all zoomed out by now <laughs> but i think that in a lot of cases people have been more conscious conscientious about checking in with each other mm-hmm. and seeing how they're doing and you know doing video chats to just see someone's face mm-hmm. um especially if you have long distance friendships and stuff I think that has been really good uh, I think like I said I think we're all a little bit tired of them just because at the beginning we were like we're gonna do zoom happy hours every single weekend woo <laughs> And that was just too much. Right. <laughs> um, but I'd like something like that, I think, to to continue. Just basically, you know, 
taking stock of your friendships and keeping up with everybody and it shouldn't have to be some sort of tragic situation for you to stay connected i agree i agree i also think a lot of companies are realizing that remote work is the tits (laughs) (laughs) like as someone who has been working remotely for six years now fully remotely um I've long seen the benefits of remote work for me personally, and I know I'm not the only one for whom working remotely work, like is a much better environment um, for my personality. Like I, I get so much more done. I'm able to focus better, um, like so many different things. And I see, a, I'm seeing a lot of companies, especially a lot of tech companies that have said that either they're just going to stick with fully remote work or they're going to transition to a model where their employees can decide if they want to work completely remote or if they want to be in the office, whether full time or, you know, a few days a week, um, depending on if what their work style is and how they feel that they work best and like as someone who because a a while back I think for a while the trend has been like in these very like hipster spaces has been this like open concept office and just like no one that really has a desk and it's just this collaborative blah 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 gross <laughs> like that <laughs> sounds like a nightmare to someone like me and so uh companies saying hey whatever is gonna work best for you we're happy to support that um you do you i think is allowing people to to choose how am i how do i work best what's my work style and plus the companies can save a lot of money on not having a building yeah i think it's important that people are there are companies that are starting to recognize the fact that not everyone works the same way yeah same thing with like you think back to school like some kids are visual learners and some kids are need that audio learning situation like I like working from home my husband likes working from home I I sort of like the camaraderie of the office but when I worked in an office full-time to be honest I went in really early because no one else was there yeah (laughs) and I could get so much done when no one else was there um so the fact that they're being more open to what works for people like I get it. You know, sometimes you need to have face-to-face meetings or whatever, but I feel like the past year has shown that there are ways to problem solve for that. I think we're also becoming more aware of accessibility just in Mm -hmm. general. And, you know, not all workspaces are accessible workspaces. And there may be people that working from home is not just better for them because of their like personal work style but because it's a safe space for them and it's an accessible space for them and so like a company being open to that I think is important um 
because they could be losing out on some really great talent because they are like super set on everybody has to be, have a butt in their chair in their cube at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. That's that's definitely something that I, I think I have already seen. Like I said, I've already seen companies, very big, large tech companies, um, and even some smaller ones that are saying, like, this is what we're going to be doing moving forward. And I think, I think more companies could benefit from continuing with some sort of hybridized system moving forward. Yeah, I totally agree, especially because... Especially, you know, if you're a tech company, it, there's a lot of the times it doesn't make sense to even be in the same building. Right. Like, what's the, the point? So you can all sit on your computers and, like, talk on Slack next to each other? Like, come on. <laughs> right. But, like, the fact that, you know, when you have a remote situation, you can hire the best people no matter where they live. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, like, we, Bob got a new job right when we moved here, but the company is completely remote. So it didn't matter. Right. where we lived so we could live somewhere that was really affordable and have that job and it wasn't a problem at all because that's just what everybody else in the company did too right yeah i don't know i think i definitely think like you said there there's there are good things like we can it's hard to see that it's hard sometimes to see the forest for the trees like this year has been tough it's been really really mm-hmm. really 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 tough and I don't want to downplay that in any way it has been a collective trauma and it's going to take us a very long time to bounce back from that some of us some of us may never fully bounce back from it and that's just the the harsh reality especially I think in a society that doesn't always take mental health as seriously as we should like it's been some some tough shit but (laughs) we have made changes that have been positive and that we can implement as positive change moving forward and so i think yeah i think some of the new normal is not all terrible it's not all doom and gloom yeah and I have seen, yeah, there's been a lot of assholes. <laughs> there's been a lot of people showing their asses and showing exactly who they are. But I have also seen a lot of people come together and support each other in some really profound ways. And so I think like those are the little things that I've been like kind of clinging to this past year because... I have to. <laughs> it's the only way, in some ways, it's the only way to stay afloat, right? Right. So, on that note, Megan, should we talk about joy? Yes, please. Let us talk about joy. We need that in our lives. <laughs> we need some joy in our lives. What's, uh, what's bringing you joy? Uh, well, I got LASIK. Yes, you did. You got new eyeballs. <laughs> I got new eyeballs. Well, the same eyeballs, but They're now with special lasers. <laughs> up. You have lasers in your eyes. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm still in the recovery period, which means eye drops all the time. So I feel like my drops. entire day is devoted to eye drops. Because you have to do them um, every hour. 
right? Every every waking hour, yes, it is annoying as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing really good remembering for like the first couple of days, and then the past two days, I've been like, "Oops, I forgot again." It's fine. It's fine. Well, um, I, I told you the other day that I have I have a theory. That you really only need like half the amount of eye drops, but that they tell you to do it every hour because they know either you're going to forget some or you're going to like get it on your face instead of in your eye some of the times. So they're like, we'll just double it and hope for the average. Yeah, that's probably true. (laughs) I literally had, I think maybe only one other time in my life I had tried to put eye drops in my eyes and that was... At some point where I was, I was going to try allergy eye drops. Oh, no. It was, those did not work. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I got it done. Uh, it's it's going fine. It's weird to look at my face because I, I look even more like an unkempt child now. <laughs> um, where I feel like the glasses made me look slightly my age. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, I really look like an unkempt child today because I took a shower, but I did not brush my hair after it dried. <laughs> and then I've been wearing like this sweater sweater poncho situation all day. <laughs> and I, I saw myself in the mirror earlier and I was like, oh, well, whatever. Um, yeah. But I, I do want to say, so the LASIK, um, it's good. It's great. Uh I will not be one of those people who are like, it's no big deal, because they are lasering your eyeballs. Like, it yeah. is a big deal. So it's a big thing they're doing. It is a big deal. I had a panic attack on my pre-appointment and almost passed out. <laughs> and they weren't even doing anything at the, at the time. I know, because I watched the boys during that, and you came home, and I was like, how'd it go? And you're like, I almost passed out. I was like, they didn't even do anything. <laughs> She had even, I think she had put, like, the numbing drops in my eyes. Yeah. So she could touch my eyeballs. And I think that's all that had happened. And I, like, lost my mind, apparently. Uh, but they they gave me Valium for the surgery. And it's okay. But I, I do think it's not for everyone. You have to, like, it took me many years to get to the point where I felt like I was comfortable enough to go to the doctor and have a talk about it. And then... Yeah go through with it uh but it is possible for people with anxiety <laughs> to get it. through it Megan is it proof. happened it was good it was fine i had a good doctor the clinic was nice so i appreciated that and they gave me a free coffee afterwards so hey oh you love it and i had a, I had a <laughs> talk with your boys after you left to get the surgery and told them they were not to tell you that you looked weird without your glasses it was too late. They had already told me beforehand. Well, I told them that they weren't allowed to, like, hammer the point home. <laughs> and one, I of asked... them, one of them said, okay. And one of them said, why? Why not? And I'll let you guess which was which. <laughs> yeah, I know. The funny thing <laughs> was is that I asked, I asked the sweet one if he was used to how I looked now. And he's like, I guess. <laughs> I tried really hard. <laughs> They they don't care as much as they thought they would care apparently. I guess that's good. I because I like the you had barely gotten to the car and I was like, all right, listen up. <laughs> Here's what you're not gonna do when mom gets home. 
Uh, bless, bless their hearts. Bless their hearts. Uh, so what is bringing you joy? So when Aaron and Kevin were here over the weekend, Aaron made... So we always have like some trashy reality show on Netflix that we've recently discovered that we make the other person watch. And she made me watch Bling Empire, which is like real life crazy rich Asians. And it was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It was these people. It takes place. It takes place in LA. And these people are so rich it is mind-boggling just so rich i i can't even begin to put into words like how much money these people must have like they will spend eleven hundred dollars on a pair of shoes and they're like it's nothing and so there's one guy in the show who he's like a normie and he is not originally from LA. He moved there. He's a model. And like he met and became friends with all of these really rich people. And they're always like, Kevin, your fashion. Ugh, we need to like dress you, get you in some like Dior, like whatever. And <laughs> like at one point he, I can't remember. I think he was, at somebody's one of their houses and like the amount that they basically like pay for the house like came up and they were like well how much do you pay for like where you live and he's like for my place like to have my own bedroom and they were like your own bedroom like obviously you'd have like what like what like the, I, they're like <laughs> wait you live with other people he's like yeah he's like he's like yeah it's like a thousand dollars a month and they were like that's a pair of shoes <laughs> i was like peeing my pants it was it was insane this one gal like she has this baby and he's like a year old and she has this whole extravagant photo shoot for him so that she can include these like pictures of him in this like gold jacket like throwing around money in this little tiny car she can include these pictures in his like preschool application. I almost fell off the bed. I was laughing so hard. It was amazing. It was fantastic. <laughs> ten out of ten would recommend. <laughs> oh man, you would. LA hate freaks it, me but out. It was man. amazing. <laughs> I mean, I might like it on the like a. I don't know. We'll we'd see. If you, I might try. I watch it, but if you want to just like laugh at these people and like. The what this one lady who actually I think ended up being my favorite person in the show, or like one of my favorite people. But the first time you see her, she is literally in a ball gown and she has a sledgehammer and she's just like knocking out a wall in her closet. She's just like decided that wall did not need to be in her closet, and so she before she goes to this very extravagant party, <laughs> literally she's in this floor length strapless red ball gown and she's just like knocking a hole in the wall (laughs) you're like what is happening that's my kind of person and then she was like she was like oh i'm gonna like she told her friend like oh i'm gonna take you to my favorite restaurant for your birthday and her favorite restaurant just happens to be in paris so she just like they just take their like private plane to paris 
Of course. What else are you going to do? As you do. (laughs) I did see a clip on something. I I guess it was on Facebook or something maybe where they had, um, they do like a, oh, I can't remember what it's called, but there's like a show where they have guests from popular shows on to talk about the show. Uh Uh-huh. But it's on Netflix. Um, I I don't know what it's called. This is a really good story. I can tell. It's a good uh, story. I can I can follow the premise, though. Well, they had people from Blink Empire on, and they were talking to this one lady, and they asked her about her tiaras, because apparently she has, like, a million tiaras. And Mul- she said... Multiple of these women wore tiaras in their, like, interview uh, portions. <laughs> she said... <laughs> She said that the producers basically made her wear the tiaras in the, on the show because normally the tiaras are just for her to wear in private. I, I, your cat has a lot to say about this. Like he does. I, he is also like he's, what? he's aghast. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah. And I was like, what? I don't understand. I don't get like, it. If I had a tiara, I would just wear it all the damn time. Yes. Truly. Because it's tiara. Because it's a ti- Like, if you're going to have one, you be the person that wears it. I don't know. It's. <laughs> oh, anyway, man. if you want to just be astounded by other people's wealth and you kind of like those kind of shows, that like style of reality show, it's, it's a little bit like. I don't really, I don't watch Real Housewives and stuff, but for some reason I actually really enjoyed this one, so there you go. I did used to watch, like, the original Real Housewives, and I did enjoy that at the very beginning before there were, like, 15 versions of the show. So you might actually like this one, because it's probably I might. Like the OG, yeah. <laughs> I might have to check it out, because I finished New Girl, and then I was trying to watch that Georgia and Ginny, or Ginny and Georgia, or whatever it's called, and I really hated it, so oh, <laughs> I to watch something multiple, else. I've had multiple people tell me I should watch it, so now I really need to, so I can see if I like it or not. Oh, I only watched the first episode, and I'm not even sure if I finished the first episode now that I think about it. But oh, wow. You really yeah. didn't like it. My goodness. Yeah, a lot of feels. Many, many feels about that. I have a really, like, low tolerance level for TV shows when I, <laughs> I'm watching them. I don't know. Well, especially, like, when you come off of one that you just, like, finished watching all of. And it was I invested really so much time into, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to, like, find another to get into, so I feel yes. that. I feel that. Next week, we are going to keep it light, and we're going to talk about cooking shows, because we spend a lot of time watching cooking shows. We love cooking shows. There's just something about them it that works. makes us so happy, and we're going to talk about it. So until then, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and be sure to catch up on all our past episodes on your favorite platforms. You can also follow us on social media at IRSI Podcast or send us an email at I'd Rather Stay In Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Talk to you soon. <laughs>